Here we are back at it. Beautiful day here. Getting ready for Super Wild Card Sunday. Had some good games yesterday on Saturday. We'll get more into that. But uh, we are not going to, uh, let's just say, uh, well, maybe we will. You know what? I'm going to put him on the spot. Why not? Our next guest is awesome. Uh, longtime friend and supporter, our official orthopedic surgeon, Dr. Christopher Lee out of Burbank, California. Dr. Lee, how you doing? Great. How are you? Well, how are you doing is a better question now that Belichick <laughs> said bye-bye. Uh, what do you think about this? Give me, I want to start with that first. I mean, okay, well, born and raised in Boston. I've been in California for the last 15 years, but still a diehard Patriots fan. Yeah. Um, golly, I mean, mixed, mixed feelings. Yeah. I don't think any diehard Patriots fan is, like, thrilled. We all love Belichick. It's a similar feeling with Brady when Brady left. Mm-hmm. Um, but what are you going to do sometimes, you know, 24 years together, um, 24 years together. That's just, that's just a long time to be together. And over time, sometimes relationships get stale. It's like anything. It's, it's like when we treat patients, if we've been treating patients for the same condition for, you know, a long time, let's say like we're in year two and we're doing the same thing over and over again. Uh, then we have to change things up a little bit. It doesn't mean that we see different doctors, but we got to change the plan. You, you don't just keep doing the same thing over and over again. Sometimes you got to change it up a little bit. Yeah. Gerard Mayo is going to be great. <laughs> we were kind of, nobody knows, but we were kind of like, I was kind of surprised. Just my personal opinion, you know, Mike, Vra- Mike Vrabel is on the market and there was some talk that Vrabel would be the coach of the Patriots. But yeah. I guess Gerard Mayo had a succession plan in his contract. Well, let's so, just say he's a, he he was a successful patriot for many years, and yeah. I think he's done a pretty good job beside uh, Belichick. Now we'll just see what happens, I guess. Yeah, I mean, if he's the second uh, second coming of like D'Amico Ryan's or something, how fantastic would that be? No doubt about it, because he's done a phenomenal job. Defensive minded coach, yeah, yeah. Defense wins championships, so let's see how it goes. I want to ask you a question. As we saw recently, Tiger Woods kind of back in action, although the spotlight was more, I think, on his son, which was incredible. But um, it's just amazing. I mean, you look at some of the biggest comebacks in the world, even prior to that in sports from the, you know, I mean, look, you had some of the greatest golfers of all time come back from sports injuries, but you also had some great athletes. We've always talked about Adrian Peterson. We never really talked about uh, Peyton Manning, who came back from a major, actually a lot of uh, neck surgeries, if you will. We're seeing a lot of injuries right now in the world of the NFL, and I'm just curious. I mean, gosh, last week you saw Baker Mayfield go through a lot, now having to come back here and play, especially today, but... You know, football, I, I got a question for you. You know, if you, you have obviously, you know, kids and, you know, right, as a parent, are you are you falling on the side of you would not want them to play football or do you think it's still safe enough to, you know, to play the game? Interesting question. I think the number one thing is, yeah, shoulders, knees, ankles. If it were just shoulder, knee, ankle, hip, you know, any sport has that that risk but i think the biggest thing to consider is head injuries so in several states there have been motions to ban tackle football for individuals under under the age of 12 it was rejected in arizona most recently but in california where we are Mm -hmm. they're putting it through the government there's been they're trying to ban 
tackle football in individuals under the age of 12 because it's, it's the head injury. The adolescent brain is different from the adult brain. Yeah. And so that's the biggest thing. We've seen it at the high school level. Um, some of our high school kids that get concussions, man, I would say for we've seen up to two years of mood changes. We have parents coming up and being like, what's wrong? They're just, well, you know, second, third concussion. And they can get major depression. Their grades can suffer, bad moods, things like that. It's, it's the head injuries that scares all of us. So a lot of parents are now putting their kids in flag football instead of tackle until the brains are more mature. But the, the question is, you know, when is the brain mature? Mm. Does the brain mature at 12, 14, 18? We don't know. And then the other thing is, if you don't start tackling early, you're you're not used to getting tackled. The contact is huge. Most most individuals that play football start very young, actually. They start like when they're eight or nine to Pop Warner mm-hmm. just because um, they're used to getting hit. They know how to get hit. When you start tackling when you're 13 and 14, when the body is more mature, it's like a jar to the system. A lot of kids will quit within the first two, three practices. They just don't like getting hit like that when they've played, they grew up playing baseball. Sure. You know? So it's such a, it's such a dichotomy here where to know how to get hit, to know how to protect your body, you have to start young. Yeah. But the problem is if you do that and you get head injuries when you're young, yeah. you have long-term consequences. What do we do? Um, let's talk about other sports. Boxing. Youth mm. boxing is huge. Mm. I have patients who are 13 and 14 years old that box. And to me, I'm like, well, that's a, pretty much a concussion multiple times every every practice, every 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 training session. Yeah. You know, even sparring, if you get knocked out, concussion. Yet in boxing, you can have three, four concussions in a row before the ref will call it. Right. What do we do there? Do we ban boxing as a pro sport? It, of course not. Um, I don't know the answer. I, I, personally, I know for my kids, I am. I don't want them to play tackle football. I'm happy with flag just because I'm worried about the head injuries. I played football for three years. I had a bad concussion, probably two or three, because you know we played back in the day where you just got your bell rung and you shook it <laughs> off and went back in. Yeah. And hindsight's twenty twenty. Looking back, I know that concussion affected me during high school great i was like a star student barely even studied and then when i looked back at the timeline i had like a couple years where i was getting like b's and c's and my parents were like what's going on with you maybe i don't know who knows maybe it was adolescence maybe it was too much testosterone but i'm pretty sure my concussion where i just shook it off and kept playing i was a running back just kept playing i got knocked out i'm pretty sure that affected me yeah well you know I'm curious, you know, and that's good, interesting information for a lot of parents. I mean, obviously, it's in the news, which is why I wanted to ask you, especially in California. I mean, to be honest with you, I don't think I'm I'm necessarily against it. I think, uh, you know, you know, another thing, I guess one question for you, because you talk about head injuries, but what about like growth plates? Can you injure a growth plate at a certain young age where it might affect, you know, your long term um, growth? You know, like growth plate fractures are very common. We see them all the time. And, you know, because the growth plate is where you're growing, those fractures tend to heal really well. The younger the patient is when they break a growth plate, the better they do just because of the bone can remodel. Mm. Um, young kids, like seven and eight-year-olds, are literally salamanders. They can have a bone that's about 30 degrees off, and a year later it looks perfectly straight. Okay. Um, it's, it's when you get into adolescence, it can be more of a problem. So growth plate injuries in terms of fractures are kind of dramatic, but they're not so bad. 
what we worry more about is stunting of growth, like early weight training. Um, you don't want to hit the weights hard before your growth plate's 100% fused. We know that repetitive compression of a growth plate can stunt growth. Uh, the flip side is elongation of growth plate stretching can help it can promote growth. And so a lot of our really young, like, you know, if you're a sixth, seventh, eighth grader, you probably don't want to hit the weights too hard just because you always worry about stunting growth. Uh, the other thing we see a lot is with heavy duty strength and conditioning in terms of growth, uh, growth in general is bones grow faster than tendons and muscles do. So a lot of our adolescent, let's say you have a 13 year old cross country runner. Yeah. They just look, a lot of them just look awkward because they're, they're like little giraffes that are born with adult legs and they just fall all over the place. They just look awkward and that's okay. Just because their bones have grown farther than their muscles have had time to catch up. So it's okay if your 12 or 13 year old runs a little bit awkward. They don't need to do crazy physical therapy. Just monitor their repetitive overuse and they'll be fine. Talking to uh, Dr. Christopher Lee out of Burbank, California. Um, a couple, one more thing before we let you go. I know you're about to head into surgery, but this is an interesting question. Obviously, congratulations. We continue to say to the Los Angeles Dodgers getting phenomenal players for the upcoming season, one being Shohei Otani, who had um, undergone his second Tommy John surgery, which is why he won't be playing both ways this season. But I'm just curious from your perspective, how is he still – I mean, able to even play the game, is it just not affecting the elbow at all? No, the only time you need a Tommy John ligament, the ulnar collateral ligament, is if you're going to throw a fastball 95 miles an hour. The it, It's all about the throwing phases. That ligament is kind of, if you, if you kind of have your hand facing you palm up, that ligament is on the inside of the elbow, the small finger side of the elbow. And... You, if you if you're hitting that ligaments on the inside of the elbow it's yeah. not a, it's not on tension so you can hit all day you can catch you can even throw a ball you just can't throw a ball fast so if you're like a first baseman yeah you you don't need Tommy in your major league baseball pitcher you probably don't need your Tommy John ligament torn if you tear it like while you're weightlifting wow. it's really if you're like a catcher a center fielder a pitcher where you really have to cock and mm-hmm. release the ball because when you we're in the, like this late cocking phase, when your when your arm is kind of loaded and primed to throw, that's when the ligament's on maximum tension. The problem with a lot of people is um, if they tear that ligament and they do do something like that, it's like tennis, volleyball, baseball, one of these overhead sports. Yeah, there's a nerve. There's a nerve right next to that ligament called the ulnar nerve. Um, it can cause tingles down to the pinky and the ring finger, and that pain is extraordinary. So a lot of throwers will come in, they have a little numbness in their pinky, numbness in their ring finger. And the first thing we worry about is, oh, did you stretch out your ligament? And now the elbow's loose and you're stretching out. You stretch out the ligament first, then that nerve is next. And the nerve pain is just excruciating. But as long as you're not irritating that nerve, as long as you're not trying to throw a fastball 95 miles an hour, you can do pretty much everything else. Mm. Interesting enough. We'll see how it shapes up. Obviously, we'll yeah. be looking forward to when he can pitch the following season, but maybe he'll uh, throw up. 40-plus home runs for the L.A. Dodgers, huh? Hey, we'll see how it goes. (laughs) As always, appreciate you joining us. For all of our listeners, first of all, they can visit StetsonLee.com out there in Burbank, California. But also, um, uh, your your Instagram, you always put some great information on there. What's that? Christopher Lee MD on Instagram. You can hit me up. Or uh, I got a website, ChrisLeeMD.com. Got some exercises, information for how you can contact me. 
All right, my man. Thanks again for joining us. We'll talk real soon. Absolutely. There you go. More to come live right here from Prosper. We've only tasted the wine. We're going to drain the cup dry. Wait till your charms are ripe for these arms to surround.